You're now listening to the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast, straight from the streets of Tokyo. And we ain't talking no sushi temples and shrines and shit, motherfuckers. from Tokyo. Yep. It's the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast, also known as Rump. What's going on, Buddha? Chilling, bro. You know, as usual, chocolate Buddha in the house. All right. We got a guest who's returning today, my man Gabriel. What's going on, Gabe? Everything is everything. All right. Yeah, so we talking about work culture, Japanese work culture, man. And um, That's right. Our brother Gabriel has a lot of experience with that. How did you get to Japan? How, how did that all start? Did you have like a did you get like a working visa or something like that? Um, well, long story short, I it was always my dream to come to Japan. Okay. I got here, then I'm like, oh, I, I got a job with a small American company. It was a remote role. The company was based in Houston, and what I did was I just pretty much worked there. I did their after hours work. Got you. And then, what did that consist of? Yeah, what I you know just regular it was pretty much just doing IT stuff whatever gotcha. their guys couldn't finish in the daytime instead of having their people work overtime they would just I would just take over their work afterwards mm. so when they their people came back in the morning everything was already finished so you you've always been IT since you've been in Japan uh pretty much yeah I've never done the uh, uh, English teaching thing which most people do mm. so okay. So you you got a working visa? Is that what was required? Uh, yes, it was required. Okay. Um, what did you need? Like a degree, something like that. Yeah, I had a degree. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, you have to have a degree. I was going to university at the time, but uh, at the time I said because if you have a you know if you're in university, you can only work a certain amount of hours per week. I believe it's twenty eight hours. Ah. Uh, because they don't want the students working full time and forgetting about their studies or whatever. Okay. So that's how they do it. So. Okay. And then you gradually moved on from that company, right? Well, it wasn't gradually moved on. Well, I did. Yeah, actually, that's true. So when the economy collapsed in 2009, uh-huh. uh, that company's just like, I'm sorry, you know, as is the sign of the times, we, you know, we're going to have to cut some people and mm-hmm. we're paying you a little more than everyone, the normal. So that's when I moved to Tokyo and I was like, okay, I got to find a job at a Japanese company. And that's where it all started. Yeah. So... You know, as as we all know, that's night and day. Or if you don't know, it is night and day. It's a night and day work culture compared to the U.S. Did did you did you have a job in? Did you work in the U.S. professionally before coming to Japan? With that com- same company. Yes. Oh, with the same company. Yes. Okay, that was that your first company in the U.S. That was my first company. Yeah. Ah, it was so a very so, small, relaxed, uh, like twenty people operation. But it was it was a nice company, so yeah. And it was American. Work it was coach. American. It was speaking English. It was very you know you finish at five p.m. means five p.m. You exactly. Fucking finish at five p.m. You don't. We don't want to pay you for a minute after. So. Mm. And I'm guessing that w- Japan is very different, right? Oh, we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> we will get into that. Yeah, yeah. So, how was that first day um, switching to a Japanese company? How was the first day? Do you do you do you recall the first day? The first day, it was kind of like, wow, I'm at a Japanese company. I made it, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> like, I'm here. I'm at a Japanese company. I'm at a skyscraper in Tokyo in the financial district. And it was a, uh, I didn't, then I just kind of felt like, yeah, I'm ready to get my job done. I'm ready to get this done, do what I need to do. The interview was in Japanese? 
that first company, um, for, for the folks at home, uh, I worked at four companies in six, seven years, so there can be a lot of jumping around. Okay. That interview was in English and Japanese. At the time, my Japanese wasn't so strong, but I was yeah. able to make it through. Gotcha. Yeah, so like for, for me, um, I work in an English-speaking environment. It's very different. I've never worked for a all like all Japanese or a Japanese company. So, how about yeah, yourself? Yeah, same here. You know, I've always worked uh, with English speaking companies and this, that, and the other. And and you know, as a contractor and everything, I only deal with the only deal with the guy jeans. You know what I'm saying? The 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 foreigners and this, that, and the other. And then the Japanese that work with us speak English also. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I never had to deal with the you know total Japanese environment. So, yeah. so. although I must say that, you know, in my working environment, there are a lot of Japanese and although English is the business language, we do speak quite a amount of Japanese. You know, if you're able to speak Japanese, like one of my uh, co-workers, she's Japanese and she speaks to me a lot in Japanese. So it just depends on your work setting, right? Yeah. 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 So back to Gabe. Um, so Gabe, you said four companies in six years, man. You sound like one of them, you know, one of them, uh, some of them basketball players or some shit. They're just, you know, like journeymen and shit. That's what you would describe yourself as at the time, or? Well, yes and no. The thing was the first company, and I'll explain why I left each company. So the first company, <laughs> mm-hmm. I left because I was working seven days a week. Oh, seven. Shit. You know, I was working twelve, you know, twelve hours a day, seven days a week, and the last. The day before I quit was I started work at 11 a.m. on a Sunday, <laughs> finished at 3 a.m. Monday morning. God, wow! I slept four hours, went to the office, and said, "You're not working hard enough." They told you that? Yes. That was the Japanese company. Yes. Wow. So that was the time I'm like, "Okay, fuck this, I'm out of here." So yeah. what was the uh, what was the employee death rate? You know, like uh, you know, you heard <laughs> of the stressed out Japanese salary men and shit that they work the shit out of them, and 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 then next thing you know, they're dying at. at 40 and shit. Yeah, so for our audience, um, Japanese word culture is very different, and they do have issues, a lot of issues, dealing with their, their staff being overworked. You know, the the Japanese term is black kigyo, they show. Kuro, kuro, kuroshi? Kuroshi, yeah. something like that. Yeah, black, black, it basically means black. The little translation is black business, but it basically means that employees are overworked and oftentimes not, not paid for overtime. Yes. Oh, okay. Let's go into this. Oh, okay. So, okay, that's the first company. So I was like, so I was working seven mm-hmm. days a week, twelve hours a day. Mm-hmm. Second company. So they said, okay, let's say your salary's example. This is not my actual salary. Mm-hmm. Like your salary is ten dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, ten dollars a month mm-hmm. as an example. Keep it simple. So first pet check I get there, it is six dollars. And I said, wait, you guys supposed to pay me this much money? They're like, no, you have to work overtime if you want the rest of your salary. You have to work an extra ten hours every week. If you want the rest of your salary. Wow. Because that's the Japanese company. They're like, oh, you have to work overtime. Keep on, I had nothing to do at this company. They hired me because like, we're going to have all this extra work coming in from foreign companies. We need a native English speaker. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing. What I ended up doing, and another common theme was, it was just translating. And I'm not the best translator. Yeah. So that was just running through and translating or working with the legal department. And that was company number two. And company number four as well. It was... My in through October through December, I was working again eighteen hours a day. Whoa! So they're like, "Well, you get to work at home, so it's okay." So I'm pretty much waking up. I start work. I go to work. I go to sleep. Wow. 
And again, they're just like, well, you know, we need you to contribute more to the company. But yes, I mean, this is if and for people listening at home, they're like, oh, I want to work at a Japanese company. Buyer beware. Your mileage may vary. You may have a nice company, but my Mm -hmm. experience at every company I worked for was the bait and switch. Or like, oh, we don't do overtime here. We don't do overtime here. Then Mm. it was just okay. Work another hour overtime, three, Mm. five, and it was just Sunday. Saturday morning, like I live near the beach. I want to grab my uh, windsurfing board. I'm getting calls. Hey, can you look at this client's document? I'm like, well, it's Saturday. I'm about to head out. So they're like, oh, no, no, just take just a minute. And you get sucked into that Japanese mentality of, well, everyone else is working hard. I need to do it too. Yeah. Now, were you the only foreigner um, um, in, in most of those companies? or did Except for the varies. first one. The first one? The first one only. I was, there was lots of foreigners. The other three, I was the only one. Well, no correction. The second company, there was a Korean girl that... Her too. They were just like, oh yeah, we need your. She was a freaking genius. She went to Carnegie Mellon. She was this girl was on point, and they had her doing stupid shit. It was just all sorts of. You're like, this girl has like a mass, two master's degrees, and like, mm-hmm. and like computer science. She's like top of her class. And they're like, oh, we need you to, you know, translate this document or help us fix this computer problem. Or my favorite at company number two was, can you both be in our diversity brochure? <laughs> and we're just like, fuck you, no. So you you guys were like the token yeah we were the yeah, token, the token we were the token foreigners and that was the same <laughs> at the three of the four companies I was the token foreigner so they could win contracts so they can say oh we're an international company we have this foreigner on staff he's a native English speaker mm. and with the last company as soon as they won the two big multi-year contracts they wanted they're like okay fuck off get lost wow but going back to the uh, other company when you know because I, I had some Japanese you know lady friends. Who had their degrees and stuff, this, that, and the other. Even had degrees from the states, and when they came back to Japan, you know, to uh, work for the company, they were instead of them, you know, taking advantage of their talents and everything, they were mostly serving tea and and doing little odds and ends and little errands for the bosses and this, that, and the other. So yeah, wow. You know, I was I was I was reading this article that this lady wrote about working in Japan and. One of the things she said was kind of similar to what you said. She said, many, many people know that upon being hired out of college by a Japanese firm, particularly the more traditional ones, one's job title is simply employee. The first year as an employee is spent picking up phone calls, serving tea, and following up the orders given by seniors. Um, was that kind of like any anything like but you've experienced? Well, I'm not going to be anyone serving, you know, fucking yeah. giving them tea. That's not going to Motisa. Yeah. Motisa tribe. But anyway. What's Motisa? Motisa. No, I mean, that. it wasn't that, but it's pretty much that. For the foreigner that speaks Japanese, it's you're going to be our translator. It's because the Japanese, they don't want to bother using whatever English they learned back in the day. They're just like, fuck it, we have this guy. He speaks both languages. And all companies, I'm like, I don't want to be a translator. I hate translating. It's tedious. It's slow. And I just don't like it. And they're like, no, you don't have to translate every single time. Yeah. Did you ever feel like you were, like, they would give you a pass for certain things because you were a foreigner? You know, say if you, I don't know, you didn't do something that was typically Japanese custom or the way they normally do things? Initially. Initially. And toward the end, you could kind of see an emerging point here. It was just like, you're Jap, you know, you've been working at a Japanese company, you know our culture is like, Motherfucker, I don't know your culture. And I'm trying my... It's not like I'm just like, you know, I'm American, you know. Fuck mm-hmm. you, I'm waving the flag and... Oh, mm-hmm. But I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm not singing the Star Spangled Banner at work, but... <laughs> it, it's just like, they're expected like, oh, you, you know, you know Japanese culture. You know how we want things perfect. So, an example of how they're like, I don't get a pass was... Mm-hmm. 
we were working for a company, a di- or we were doing consulting for another company, mm-hmm. and their company colors were like a special special shade of blue. So they're like, on the header of every PowerPoint, make it this special shade of blue. So I spent four or five hours trying to figure out how to mix the colors on PowerPoint to make the special shade of blue. <laughs> I finally got it down. Keep on, I'm colorblind, so this took me a while. And then I send it to my manager, uh-huh. and he's like, this is the wrong shade of blue. I'm like, what? <laughs> and in the end, it turned out... I was running Windows 10. He had Windows 7, so the colors don't match. Oh. <laughs> so he didn't have his shit together. Yeah, she's like, this isn't the right color. I'm like, what, what are you using? He's like, Windows 7. I'm like, that color doesn't exist in Windows 7. That's why. Because <laughs> it automatically downgraded to the next one. I'm like, you, know, with, with, you know, something that I've realized about working with Japanese people is uh, they are, like, very, they do things by the book, it seems like to me. Like, black and white. Like, there's no, there's no deviation or no room for creativity creativity yeah, or, or adjusting on the fly or you know that type of thing it's just no this is the way it is this is how we do it we want this shade of blue it's, you know, in math class, <laughs> that like, blue is just a shade darker it's just a shade lighter we want this shade of blue. <laughs> you know, like in math class, like you gotta answer the question using this formula it's like but this way is quicker no you have to use this formula that's all you have <laughs> yeah like, yeah what the fuck it's the same answer yeah yeah it's so very, very typical of just, I think, Japanese uh, in general. It's, yeah, there's so many crazy stories. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> uh, well, shit, begin where you want to, brother. Okay, so going to back to crazy stories. So when I worked at one company, you couldn't have a window unless you were a senior manager. Like, all the senior managers, they were on the outside of, you know, they were near the windows. We're in, you know, Tokyo, it's 30th floor. We're way up there. So there's plenty of sunlight. Mm-hmm. But unless you're a senior manager, you didn't get a window. So... We, in our little central cubicle or office area, they blacked out the windows so you would not get sunlight. Wow. Yes, and only if you were... I was a manager. So you can't get sunlight unless you're a fucking yes, I'm just like, manager. I'm like, are you, I'm like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> Sound like some sweatshop shit. <laughs> Deprived of sunlight. And shit. Deprived yeah. of sunlight because you're not a manager. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It's just like, and the managers were barely in the office. They worked at home every day. But you weren't allowed sunlight unless you was a manager. Senior manager. Senior manager. And being a Japanese company, no one, you know, no one quits. It's either they retired or they died. So... Died from overwork. That was the same $10 company. Yeah. That was a very traditional company. So they died from overwork or not enough sunlight. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Speaking of overwork, I mean, that is is an issue here. As we mentioned, we talked about earlier before the podcast started, um, you know, You've you said yourself that Japanese sometimes uh, jump in front of trains and kill themselves, and it's related to uh, due to work issues, being overworked. Well, you'll see the salary man with his briefcase, drunk as a skunk, just staggering along, going three steps back and one step forward, and pass out of Shibuya Station. Yeah, step sideways, and I, I was hanging out one night not too long ago in, in uh, Shibuya, and I was coming from a bar and I was heading home and I saw this this salary man. Um, for, for those who don't know what a salary man, um, you want anybody want to? I'll tell you, a salary man is pretty much a office employee of Japan. But the negative stereotype is that they're very they just do what they're told to do. They're very they're automatons. They're drones. They don't think outside the box. Gotcha. They don't question authority. They just do what they're supposed to do. They get into their big company at you know twenty five years, twenty two years old, mm-hmm. and they'll work there till they're sixty five. Gotcha. They don't end up killing themselves. Yeah, perfect description. And so back to the story. Uh, back to my story. Uh, you know, I'm going home, just coming from a bar, and it's this dude just 
like laid out in the mid in the middle of the uh, middle of the street, right? Like on the sidewalk. And you know, because I'm so used to seeing the drunk salary man, right? I'm just like I just walk past him. And, and you know, but he he's he's like laid like pretty awkward and what what have you and, and I'm just like I'm just t- typically writing it off as all right, he's drunk. Typical drunk Sally man. We see that on the train all the time, right? I th- I think I might have sent you the the, the picture, right? The picture, yeah. So <laughs> the funny thing is when I got home, I think the question came to my head was like is this guy like did he is he all right? Did he die? <laughs> but the, you know, it's just so funny that that guy could have been dead, but or something, or really like really uh, hurt or something like that. But I just t- I just wrote it off as you know the typical drunk salary man, and, and it's just you know basically saying that you see this all the time. You go to work, you get drunk, and you know you go you get to spend the few hours with your family. But yeah, these guys they'll see. You. When I used to live in uh, Central Tokyo. Is one of the major stations, so this is one of the transfer stations. So a lot of these drunk sailormen would miss their train. It was like Shibuya, and they would miss their transfer. So I would wake up in the morning to go jogging, and there, it looks like a scene. Like it looks like people got mowed down with a machine gun. There's just guys laying in the bushes. They're laying on the sidewalk. They're sitting on benches, just yeah, laid over, drooling, it's slumped like, over, yeah. and slumped contorted over. looking and shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, if you, if you if you didn't know anything about Japanese culture. You just came here. You'd be like, "What? The f- Why are these homeless people in these nice suits?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. I know with the briefcases. Homeless people in nice yeah. suits. Yeah. But, but, but. Uh, so, what about you know? Uh, I know it's a, a tradition to go drinking with the boss after work, or it's like mandatory or some shit. Is, is, did you experience that? Uh, company two and three, yes. I, I never took part in that. I don't like drinking with coworkers. I, don't, I know that's in Japan, Japanese culture. That's where you, you know you get to relax with your coworkers and give them a piece of your mind. Yes. For me, that's called a phone call or an email. <laughs> I don't play that. I'm gonna wait till five thirty. Just like, well, call me on front of, in a meeting. What the fuck's your problem? Yeah, but that's Japanese culture. Go out, drink with your coworkers, and you know, talk about this and talk about that. And you know, some of them will go buy prostitutes or whatever. I'm not into that, but yeah, yes, my my wife, she she does that a lot. Uh, not buy prostitutes, <laughs> but <laughs> but my wife, she does um, go to business nomikais or it's, it's, yeah, drinking basically nomikais, drinking with your coworkers or clients. And, um, and t- typically she doesn't drink, but she told me like, it's kind of rude not, not to drink, you know, if everybody's drinking and, you know, so. And don't say you don't drink or don't, I'm drinking right now for people and there's no camera here, but I'm drinking right now. But for one client, I was trying to explain him like, why aren't you drinking? I'm like, well, I'm doing some really technical stuff on your main business system. If I get, you know, I come over the hangar and fuck this up. Your business is done. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, it's okay. I'm just like, no, it's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know. You know, speaking of salary man and drunk, let's get away from the drunk part. I used to go to the strip shows a lot in my younger days and stuff, and I used to see a lot of them dudes in there, man, with their briefcases and their suits and ties and stuff and and uh, and and things like that, and they be in there drunk as a skunk. I'm like, damn, they're not even enjoying the live strip show. They're in here just slumped over, briefcase, and you know, yeah, defeated, defeated, yeah. overworked, yeah, overworked. Like man, you you know you overwork when you around a bunch of naked women. You don't even notice them. And shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, it's I mean it's their culture. I'm not gonna say. Oh, you know I know it's not like I'm bashing Japan. Uh, it's the business culture. I mean the rest of Japan, I absolutely love it. But it's just we're yeah. Gonna, I mean we just we just being uh, you know upfront and honest yeah, with, with the audience that you know it's not like anime where you watch like oh everyone wears suit and everyone gets along. It's just like no, you're gonna meet motherfuckers you hate day one. You're just like I don't trust you. Yeah, you're shady. Yeah. My but spider. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure there's some Japanese companies where you know they run things you know nice the right way, 
smooth. There, there are. I, I just, I took a bad hand. Oh, well, uh, the second, uh, the third one wasn't bad. That, that was mm-hmm. a different case of how that ended. But the other three, I'm just like, oh, that was a bad idea. Yeah. So you know, like you said, you 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 work for a lot of companies um, the last six years, and um, you know, you you've experienced that. Um, you, you you've experienced being overworked and, and and not having a life. In fact, I think you know when we when we first met. That's right. Oh my god. When we first right. met, yeah, in Yokohama, you know, we were having having a few beers and, and eating, and we kept getting like texts and stuff, right, from work. Yeah. So pretty much they were. I forget some bullshit process. They're like, we need someone to overlook this. Keep in mind, this is the guy in um, some other. I forget where it was, but they're like, oh, you got to overlook this. I'm like, I think it was. I think it was China. It was to, China. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that office. And the Indian office. There's nothing. I have nothing against Chinese or Indian people or the countries in general. But it was those two offices for this company that were. <laughs> so it was pretty much this guy's. Just like, you're not paying me overtime. I'm out of here. And they're like, oh, he works in Japan. They work overtime. Get him to look at it. <laughs> oh. So when we first met, every ten minutes I had to keep checking my fucking phone over and over and over to make sure I wasn't missing anything. And that was again the same company where I was. I worked till four in the morning. Yeah. Slept three hours. Went to work. And they're like, you know, you're not working hard enough. So, so you eventually just said fuck it. It wasn't eventually. It was the next morning. I went and I was <laughs> like, here's my resignation. You know, whoa, get yeah. fucked. Yeah. How does that work? Uh, resigning is is it a difficult thing? Do they give you shit or like? No, they don't really seem to care. Oh, so okay. The first company I resigned, and their rule was if someone resigns, mm-hmm. they're just like, you may be hostile. You may how to destroy our business. Just stay home. Don't go far away. We'll keep paying you. I'm going to call you. Just stay home. Don't come anywhere to the office. Stay away from the office. Wow. That's the smart way to do it. I still get a month's pay for doing absolutely nothing. I was just sitting at home playing PlayStation every day. Wow. You, you know, speaking of that, uh, what was the, the time you told me that you actually, you said you were like, you stayed home. You didn't go to work for like a month and nobody noticed? The company too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I just stopped going to work. I'm like, I don't do anything all day uh-huh. and no one in my team did anything so i'm just like and the korean girl's just like you don't have to go to work so i'm just like it's summertime i live near the beach i'm just like i'm gonna give this a try yeah didn't look at my phone didn't open my laptop for a month i was got interviewed by the news japanese news i'm sure someone saw me <laughs> at this beach hut dr- getting my drunk off my ass at you know two in the afternoon uh-huh. a month no one noticed i wasn't there because of course again the windows are blacked out no one's wow. gonna come look for me oh and you got paid. And I got paid. God damn. I sound like a lazy ass, but I'm not. It's just. I no. wish. Shit. I wish I could shit, do that. Take shit. advantage of it. They're <laughs> willing to pay you for not doing shit. Not go to work for a month and nobody fucking notice. So the last company I quit, I'm just like, you know, I'm quit. I can't. Same thing. It was like, you, you know, I'm working all these crazy hours. You make me. I was getting shit work. I was getting the work that my Japanese colleagues did not want to do. Mm. So I quit and my manager's like, oh, okay. You know, you're just paid in your life. I'm like, you knew this was coming. He's like, yeah, we're actually talking about getting rid of you, actually. Wow. So I'm just like, ah, because, I mean, you can't, there's not on camera, but I'm starting to get lots of white hair, and I don't, didn't have any before. It was mm. just, I wasn't sleeping for weeks on end, just dealing with this, this crazy bitch in fucking Kyoto. Mm. Please edit that. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, uh, how, how about, how about, uh, did you feel any, like, did you feel anything racial? I wouldn't say racial. I, I want to say gaijinist or foreignist. I know those aren't words, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if pretty much they don't say, oh, you're black, you're white, it's just like you're lumped in with not Japanese. Yeah, so, and that's... Yeah, that's that's a good, that's a great point you brought up because some people can take take it as it being a racial thing, but I, you know, I, I'm just... My opinion, I think sometimes, I'm not saying all the time, sometimes I think it's, you know, it's just about you being the foreigner. It's not about you being black or white or female or whatever. It's just 
foreigner, so, non-Japanese. Yeah, yes. go ahead, continue. No, sorry. Um, so I was at my friend's house. It was a few days ago, and I'm sitting. There. I don't know where this thought came up. We're just, you know, we're watching. He's watching wrestling, American dude. And the thought crossed my mind. I'm like, at my last company, everyone they got rid of when they were downsizing or right sizing or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Like the first person they always get. It was like a horror movie. I'm like, wait a minute, that guy, foreigner. When they were getting rid of people off the team, the first person they got rid of was the foreigner. Mm. So it was racist. It was just like, it was a white guy, it was a black guy, it was a Chinese guy, it was a Korean guy. I'm just like, it was always the first guy, and it was just my turn, so. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing about Japan, they're going to take care of their own first. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, from my, you know, perspective, yeah, it's every, everything like that, you know, it's like, um, I think if it, it may still hold true that you won't get a work visa Unless you could do a job that a Japanese can't do. It's still true. I'm yeah. My, I'm a permanent residency now, so it really doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. uh, that's that's the way they protect their own people, you yeah. know, and kind of wish America was that way. I mean, you know, hey, take care of Americans first. But now nah, that's another. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We don't <laughs> want to get into that. But yeah. 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 Fact, I was, you said you said, uh, didn't you say, uh, you know, Tokyo drove you so crazy that that's why you moved to Kanagawa, right? You just had to get away from. So, yeah, I bought this beautiful condo. You know, it's called the Mansion Japanese. The beautiful condo was on the 30th, you know, it was 27th floor overlooking all of Tokyo. Three balconies, so you can see every part of Tokyo. But Mm -hmm. it was just the constant noise and the constant people. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, like, the house we moved into, was the first day was so quiet. I had a headache from how quiet it was. Because there wasn't helicopters buzzing. There's no highway traffic. There's no train noise. Mm -hmm. It was just, it was summertime. So it was just, you know, the cicada. Mm Mm-hmm. And when those went quiet, it was just so quiet, I got a headache from how quiet it was. Wow. But yeah, I mean, living in Tokyo, I mean, if Tokyo, it's not, I, Tokyo's fine. I like visiting Tokyo. I like mm-hmm. going up there for a few hours. Same here, yeah. Yeah. But living there, it was just, and I see this when I get on the train and I pass certain stations, the suburbs, you know, the affluent suburbs of Tokyo, and all these guys get on, their eyes are just like, I want to die right now. Because, mm. but they got this beautiful place, and when they come to where I live, by the sea, and they're like, I'm also, where do you live? Uh, for example, I live in Musashi Kosugi because that's the elite area. And I, there's, where do you live? I'm like, I live in my city. Like, where do you work? I work in my city. I have my own company. And they're like, huh? How do you do that? I'm just like, I don't want to go to Tokyo. That's why I don't want I have this. Yes. I, I agree with you, man. Um, you know, we we record in Tokyo, but we, we actually, Buddha and I and Gabriel, we live outside of Tokyo, which, I, you know, you know, I'm from New York City. And yes, I still love the city environment. I, I love the diversity in the big city, but yes, it's, you know, I don't know at this, at this point in my life, I just love being away from it. You know, I love being able to get to it and then escape back to, you know, if I was 10 years younger, be like, Oh, this Tokyo's the shit. But you know, in my thirties and I'm just like, at the end of the day, I like going back to my place and hearing the waves in the distance. And it's just completely quiet at night. Yes. Yeah. Same here. You know, cause I drive a lot. I drive, 99% of the time, I rarely take the train. Hell, 99.9% of the time. And me and my friend, you know, we always, when we go to Tokyo, since we live in the Kanagawa area, we always take Highway 246, right? And uh, as soon as we cross the Tama River going into Tokyo, you could feel the difference. You could feel the energy. As a matter of fact, even the temperatures rise, you know. And so I love that part. But man, you know, after we enjoy Tokyo during the day, because we do a lot of street photography and this, that, and the other. So... During the daytime, it's great, man. All that energy, the color, and oh, man, it's just totally awesome. But we can't wait until we cross the Tama River going to- away from Tokyo. That's when it's a total, it just 
everything just goes quiet and it's so peaceful. So I love living in this, uh, let's say, semi-country area mm-hmm. where, 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 where I, I stay, man. So, yeah, I, I, I can dig. But you was ready to make a point. So you're saying about that. So what I did was just out of the blue, I was on the train going from Kanagawa to Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And we crossed over the river, and I started seeing all the skyscrapers. So I, I have a smartwatch, and I checked my heart rate. <laughs> it went from 69 to 102. Mm. Just sitting on the train, but just seeing all the Tokyo and seeing the business there. Just bum, 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 bum. Yeah. And all like, the things that stimulate Yeah, your... I'm just like, oh, God, I deal with this. Con-. It was just like, I said, I was going whiteheaded. Yeah. Know, I never had a white. It was just dealing with these last, uh, those last few contracts. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I got to I gotta mm. get out of Tokyo. Mm. But it was that same feeling for every company. Mm-hmm. And like this recruiter, he's like, "Oh, you want to be a manager at this financial firm? You know, IT." I'm just—it was a lot of money. It was 170 grand a year. I'm like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I'll keep working for myself. I get to work at home. Yes. But I get—I get to walk down to the beach and you know, I'm just you know, just relax. And- I definitely will be uh, coming towards your way. Yeah, we will. More often, uh, uh, matter of fact, we'll do a show. Yeah, we should do. Yeah, we should. We, we should record the waves yeah. splash and everything, and you know. Be nice to Look change at all the, the scenery. Girls yeah, and get bikinis and so, so for those of you that want to work in Japan and you want to know the kiss of death when you're on your way out. Um, so my last meeting, I had my last company. Mm-hmm. I went to the meeting, and this is very common in Japanese. It's very high schoolish. <laughs> no one, it's, they give you the silent treatment. Oh, really? No one will make eye contact with you. No one will say a word to you. No one says, you know, Scotty, some of this. No one's the normal Japanese greeting. They just come in, they ignore you, they go to lunch together, they do the meeting. So I'm like. Okay, yeah, I'm like, I know exactly what's. I got like 72 hours to. <laughs> it was like, it, it's like the movie Get Out. Yeah. Like, it was just like these, in my head, it was just get out, get out, get out. So I'm just like, I could take the unemployment or the, which I'm not going to do. Mm-hmm. Or I can just, you know, here's my resignation. Because mm. so I don't know what they're going to say. Be like, you know, he was a bad employee. Don't give him, you know, benefits. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me just get out of here. My own company's already up and running. So to my last employer, thank you. I enjoyed the two years where I had time to get my company up and running. And you know, I, if I want to go work in Thailand for six months or Bali for six months or a year or five years, there's nothing to stop me. So talk about your future goals, your company that you got, you started up. Or you know. A little bit if you want to. Growing up, you know, growing up in Western culture where, you know, we're taught happiness is bucks in the bank and having a big house and having a fancy BMW in the driveway. But mm-hmm. It was I make a, a bit, not a lot less money. I make less money than I did when I worked at Japanese companies. Mm-hmm. And it's, I actually feel a lot better. I mean, happier. Happier. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, if I don't go drink with my colleagues, that saves this much money. Mm-hmm. I'm not so stressed. I need to go vacation here if that saves this much money. And I'm sleeping better at night. It's, I don't have to worry about, oh, I got to translate this document tomorrow. Shit. Who's emailing me at 530 on a Saturday morning? Shit. It's just, mm. yeah. oh, it's my own business. And okay, I have a week to get this project done. I, the thing is that Japanese culture, get it done now and make sure it's proper. It's still with me because on Thursday, a client asked me to do something. It's not due for two weeks, mm-hmm. but I still did it that day. Yeah. Like, you don't have to rush. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess in some ways it can be good. You it, know, it, it can, can you know, if you knock things out right away and yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's just, you get, it, I don't know. It's just working at a Japanese company. If you want to experience Japan or. Mm-hmm. Whatever it's, I don't know. I don't know. Going with this, you can. There's many ways to do it. Yes. Working at it for me, it was working at a Japanese company. After the first company, I knew I should have got out. I'm like, something about this isn't right. My my thought was something about this isn't right. But I'm like, okay, maybe the next company will be different. Then the next one, and then the next one. But it just it never came. That you know, nothing. I heard a, a motivational speaker say this: no mm-hmm. wrong thing ever turns out right. 
Gotcha. Yeah. And that's why I felt almost like this is not going to work out. Mm. No matter how much they pay me or how fancy my office is, it's, like, it's not going to work out. Yeah. Well, you know, your life is priceless. You know what I'm saying? There's no price on your life and your health. You say that because I see all these, I would walk through Tokyo Station and I would see all these men that had strokes or they're in wheelchairs from stress. And, sorry, I was Well, the outside noise y'all hearing, we are on the streets. And so just, you know, it that's what that's what happens. But. Yeah, I mean, it ha but yeah, it was just, or I forgot I was going with that thought. I'm take another sip of my wine. I'll regain my uh, train of thought. So, yeah, so I was saying, you know, Japanese companies, I would be walking through Tokyo Station, these guys have strokes and they're going to the job in their suits. I'm like, even for my first job in Tokyo, the first mm -hmm. day I said, I'm like, oh no, this can't be it. Mm -hmm. I see these guys, they're so, you know, they're they're not like 60 or 70, they're not strokes, they're like 40, mm -hmm. 45, and they're, they have their limp from whatever, you know, heart attack or stroke they had. And I'm like, and they're still going to their office. I know this Japanese culture, don't, you know. Yeah. Nobody wants to do your best, but if those guys drop dead tomorrow with their company care, be like, oh, you know, Taguchi-san, he was a good guy. Yeah. Where's, the, where's the, you know, the university graduate? So when I see these uh, kids, you know, or not kids, these university graduates, and they're in line, I'm thinking, welcome to Shawshank. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and I, I think I think um, companies are trying, trying more to avoid being labeled black, uh, black companies, yeah. companies, black businesses. So Black business, sorry, that's the yeah. Well, you know that that culture used to be in their school system too, because they used to go to school six days a week. Yeah. You know, uh, back in the day and stuff. So, so, so. Uh, but yeah, I noticed uh, around the nineties, maybe in in early, you know, yeah, around the nineties, uh, Japanese companies, uh, people started having weekends off. You know, and 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 yeah. But I mean, you really have a, again. I work. I work for myself. I work at home, so I could you know have four a three day or four day weekends when I feel like it now, which is a great feeling. Oh, that's right. awesome yeah. feeling, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't work last Monday. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, definitely, congrats to you, man. Um, yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Most, yeah. I mean, yeah, you you've experienced the Japanese working culture, and and I'm pretty sure you learned a lot of from it, good and bad. And yeah, man, kudos to you for starting it all. You know, starting your own shit and yeah. still being able to live here as well. You know. So you know, a lot, a lot of times people they get they get worn out and then they just say, "Hey, fuck it, I gotta go back home. I gotta go to the states." But you know, yeah, no, a lot of people do that. They go to the, always the first stop is Thailand. The first stop is always Thailand for guys. <laughs> I don't know what they do. They're just like, "I'm going to Thailand." Yeah. That was my thought. I'm like, "I have time. I should just go to Thailand." Yeah, yeah. I saw your Instagram pictures hanging out in Phuket. Yeah, I'm just like, dude, that was mine. I'm just like, I need to get the, I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Now, cause yeah. I'm, like, I'm gonna strangle some dude walking out of the street. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm going home to feed my kids. Yeah. yeah, it happens. But yeah, my advice for anyone starting your own company, just do it. Because the mm -hmm. hard part, the easy part was starting the company. The hard part was imagining I can do it. Gotcha. I right. That was the hardest part. So once it started, I'm like, oh, I'm making money. Oh, shit, I'm making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. <sighs> so. Sorry, I have a little bit of a problem with my neck. Yeah, sorry for the audience. Uh, we just saw. Something. Yeah, hey, we're on the streets. We're a ghetto studio. I got my all my windows open, and yeah, some beautiful ladies walk by. And, and we're <laughs> we're acknowledging uh, the universe's. Uh, we just uh, keep beauty. it at a hundred. Yeah, keep it at one hundred. You know, we just we human. You know, testosterone uh, and shit. But yeah, thanks for coming through I once again. It. Yeah, giving some some um, some good some good tips and all and information or, or just experiences about working in Japan and. Uh, yeah, we, we appreciate you coming back, brother. Any parting words before you leave? Oh, I have plenty. Like I said, just follow the dream. If your dream is to come to Japan, just know when to get out. If you want to start your own company or whatever, just know when to do it. Exactly.
For me, it was a March morning where I'm just like, I'm not doing this shit anymore. And you, you know, you set yourself up. You took advantage of uh, of uh, all the, uh, you know, you, you saved money. You uh, you took advantage of the fact that the company say, hey, just go home and just get out of our hair and do the work at home. And yeah, 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 yeah. You've done it, my brother. With pleasure. All yeah. right, Tokyo Cliff. Chocolate Buddha in the house. But before we leave, I like, you know, uh, we're on Stitcher. We're on uh, Podbean. Uh, we're on Instagram, Twitter, iTunes, iTunes. So, you know, give us some love, subscribe, you know, follow, and we appreciate everything. And, uh, yeah, chocolate boot in the house and we are out. Next to you.